realize that having lived in Las Vegas for six odd years, is it six and a half, is it six? I'm never really sure, that I had never seen the film or read the book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And it strikes me as rather strange that I've never actually consumed this book because I've read a bunch of other books of a similar era and similar level of psychedelia and this, I guess, was just something where I've never really been a true like Las Vegas in the general sense because I've always embraced the fact that I've lived in Las Vegas for a period of time. But I guess this kind of historical culture, particular the stuff that occurred in the 1970s, the early 1970s, you know, the kitsch Vegas, that kind of thing, that was never really my interest. I came to Vegas in a boom and left in a bust and made my way through a bust through that period of time as well. I mean, I guess it was just a general bust that went on for about four or five years in Vegas that I was there for. And so, in general, the history of Vegas and all these kind of things is less my interest than just the experience that I had while I was there. So recently I've sat down and over multiple watchings, and I still haven't completed it, I've started to go through Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in very much an episodic fashion as a means of... I don't know. I mean, I guess the nature of the film is fantasy, is pure psychedelic fantasy of one man's very particular perspective in narrative form with a few incidental characters. That's one thing. The main thing that strikes me about Vegas, however, is that there is a very strange... I don't know how one would describe it, but there's a sexuality associated with Vegas that I didn't find in this film at all. I haven't finished the film. I mean, might start dealing with it. But the thing that always really strikes me about Vegas is the sexuality and the way in which the sexuality is somewhat commoditized, but also in a strange way it's about middle-aged businessmen, typically more than middle-aged, really moving into elderly-aged businessmen, going to a place and spending time with kind of, what would one call them, like showgirls or something like that. There's this strange mix of all-American families and old businessmen with basically prostitutes, escorts, whatever the legalese term is. And this is something which is so central to the Strip. I mean, when you get on the Strip, you go into these casinos. I go to the casinos, maybe, well, I mean, I now stay there when I go to Las Vegas, which is in and of itself, it's rather curious. So when we go back to Vegas, which we do about every 18 months, I stay in casinos now on the Strip and try to utilise some of the stuff on the Strip. I mean, it's a very curious thing. If you don't drink alcohol, you have very little to do there, right? You just people watch and maybe sometimes go. I mean, for me, historically, I would go shopping at the old places where I used to go shopping, you know? So there I'm having a kind of fear and loathing in Las Vegas thing, but just without all the psychedelic drugs, I guess. Vegas is a unique thing. It's its own thing. There's this phenomena associated with Briz Vegas, and my favourite is Wagga Vegas, and all these things where they just add Vegas to the title for Australian country towns as a means, well, Briz Vegas is Brisbane. Anyway. But, yeah, this whole notion that, yeah, we'll just add Vegas to the name and mysteriously will become its own thing. Whereas when I think of Vegas, I think of, like, never was rappers being shot up in cars and driving out onto the strip, taking out passengers and pedestrians alike. I mean, 
there's a real nihilism associated just with the death count of Vegas and the way that it is that if it's not represented in a film, it's just not capturing Vegas from my perspective. <laughs>